American Craftsman podcast is sponsored by Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries. From hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Looks LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Welcome back. Good morning. I got those faders right to unity somehow. <laughs> you know, there's no... Um, there's no detent. No, or detent for, uh, <laughs> for you Americans out there. Detent. It's like peace. Yeah. It does show, um, yeah, nuclear proliferation and detent. It shows when you hit unity, but there's no... No... Um, Detente. Yeah, I've been watching this uh, PBS show. It's French with subtitles. <laughs> I guess it's it's seeped into my subconsciousness. Yeah, though they talked about it a lot when when I wa- uh, watched when I listened sorry listened to that um, podcast on the Cold War. Yeah, yeah, that was like the time of uh, a cool like the cooling of the Cold War was detente. Mm-hmm. So, um, got a new intro to the show. We just just whipped that up just now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so time for a shameless plug of uh, that was my uh, last uh, release thirty one years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but for for all of you who are interested, I just went on to Bandcamp mm-hmm. and. Uh, under Robert Barone at Bandcamp, I put out eight more songs. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... You uh, should upload the full... Um, I don't know if you're... Yeah, you can, right? I guess the full so, yeah. version of that song. Oh, yeah. Because people, I think, are interested in hearing mule it. Bone, yeah. Yeah. Not Mule no, Bone. That, uh, that's a different Heart song. Like a Mule. Yeah. Yeah. You can see how I steal from myself in the past uh, yeah. three decades. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be better if I just twist the, these words around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's what I did with my uh, enormous amounts of spare time. <laughs> my wife's already building up a list for me to do this weekend. Oh my god! I mean, we only work like 10, 10 20 hours a week, so part time jobs over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it is Wednesday, June twenty first, first day of summer. Oh yeah! Wow, six twenty four, no, six fifty four a.m. Um, is today the longest day of the year? Yeah, summer solstice. How many how many hours of daylight do we have today? How many hours of daylight today? Yeah, in New Jersey, I guess. Um, June solstice is. Come on, I just want the easy answer. <laughs> Longest day is a little longer than 12 hours. Significantly longer. 
Yeah, it depends on location, obviously. Because mm-hmm. the longest day, like near the equator, is only like 12 hours. But that's, here it's more. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Write in, let us know. Yeah. How many hours of sunlight we have today in, in uh, whatever latitude we're at? Yeah, what's the latitude of central New Jersey? What are my coordinates? Um, getting some weird clipping. I don't know if you heard that. Must be um, my um is at like a 60 hertz. Uh, yeah. My location now. Your current location now is shown on the Apple map below as a blue. Yeah, I know where I'm at. I want to know my coordinates. Yeah, come on, damn it. What is my location now? One sixty four Main Street, Keensburg. Oh my god. This this gotta be the most boring thing ever for somebody to listen to. Anyway, we're not gonna find the coordinates. We're just gonna have to guess. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I'm gonna say, let's see, the sun came up at probably like five-ish, five thirty maybe. Um you know, it's weird. Like they say sunrise is a certain time, but it's like, I, you know, it's hard to tell from inside the house. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, um, I mean, we were up before the sun today. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Especially if we're up the, before the sun today, we're up before the sun every day, I guess. Or, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no trick in the wintertime, that's for sure. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Awake for a lot of the dark dark time yeah, in the winter. Yeah. I remember in San Francisco when I used to help out my buddy who was the um catering chef at the Pan Pacific Hotel. Mm-hmm. And the catering kitchen was like one floor below ground level, like basement level. Oh, yeah. No windows. You go to work, it's dark. You work inside all day. You leave work, it's dark. Ugh. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's see. Um, Had a busy week. I mean, a very varied, you know, kind of off-topic kind of week, you know, with the painting and John yeah. coming by. and Yep. Yeah. So, so uh, last, last Wednesday, we had uh, Brian and Ron in from mm-hmm. RT. Obviously, you guys, I'm sure, have listened to that episode already. Um, that was a good time. Ron's a cool dude. Brian, of course, we already know that he's a cool dude. Um, so then, was it Thursday that John came by? It was Thursday. Was it Thursday or Friday? Um, I guess maybe it was Friday. It was Thursday. I think Thursday we just got back on the doors. I, did the material come for the doors on Wednesday? No, that was Tuesday. Yeah, so I'm not sure how much of this we talked about last week, but yeah, so Tuesday we got that big load of pine and and um, and started breaking it down on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then 
Thursday. We had to go somewhere, didn't we? Feels like it. Um, I know we we milled up the pine in all that time and stickered it. Yeah, because it was like Thursday we did something and the doors kind of got put to the side for a little bit. And, and I was uh, doing that. I was working on a computer one of those days. I can't remember. And you were like really busting through those doors. Was that this past week? Um, yeah, it had to have been because we only started the doors last week. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you that maybe don't know what we're talking about, we're building these five um, interior doors, these solid pine doors um, for a house out in Sag Harbor. So we got um, got a nice load of pine from O'Shea last week. Um, where the hell did we go on Thursday? Because we, didn't we, we, oh, you know what? Was that the day we went out and saw Felix and? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, we, we had a, um, a site visit, you know, meeting a client to measure for the closet. We went over there. And we, um, well, in the morning, Lou came by, Mm -hmm. our painter, Lou, short pro painting. Um, If you're local, definitely reach out to him for for any of your painting needs. I mean, I've I've known Lou for over 10 years um, and seen him really come up from, I mean, he's always been great, but, you know, we, I guess we kind of got into the trades around the same time. Um, So, you know, I've known him from the very beginning. He's, He's an amazing painter. Um, nice guy too. Yeah. So he came by Thursday morning and we, um, you know, did a, did a little walk around. He took some pictures and stuff and, uh, and then we went out to measure that closet. So it's just like a wacky little closet with an angled wall, basically just a couple solid oak shelves, um, and like a little pegboard kind of thing that we're going to make. It'd be like a little crafting area. Yeah. Um, and then we went over to Builders General because we needed to get a, a different V groove bit, uh, for the the panels on these, um, on these doors. Yeah. The 30 was just too sharp. Yeah. You know, so we have a three quarter inch panel and basically, you know, uh, glued, glued up the panels with equal size pieces, four and a half inch pieces. And then like we did on the barn doors, just, uh, routing the v-groove you know rather than making actual like tng v-groove um pieces just routing it after the fact yeah right on the seam so yeah with a 30 degree at three quarter like to get any (laughs) visible thing you're basically cutting it in half yeah because we have the groove on front and back so we have to be you know mindful of that yep yes we got a 60 degree Mm -hmm. bit which uh, personally, I think 45 just looks too stock. Yeah, that was the word I was going to use too. You know, that's what all that edge and center bead, you know, the backside is is a 45 degree V groove. Um, so it's a little more narrow, but deeper. So you get more definition. The 45 is just like, seems like, like colonial casing, you know, it's just like dumbed down to the point of zero interest. <laughs> Yeah, the the sixty makes a nice shadow line, and mm-hmm. you know, just just when I sand those doors, I'll 
clean up that groove a little, you know, piece of folded sandpaper, mm-hmm. get those little bars out of there. Yep. Yeah, they're all packed full of dust. Um, but yeah, that was Thursday. We came back and, uh, and you know, kept plugging away at the doors. And then Friday um, in the morning, you know, we continued on. I, I, uh, well, I set up the shaper to... Um, to cut the grooves oh, in, yeah. in all the door parts, you know, got it set up with the power feeder, everything got it dialed in and then go to actually run everything. And the shaper does not turn on. <laughs> um, it was first, it was uh, making like that sort of buzzing sound, and the motor would like turn a tiny bit, but not, yeah. not turn on, you know, it would just like jerk a little bit. And now it's just doing nothing. So um, we called up. I, first, I texted Brian and I, I said, you know, hey, is there anybody? Because RT is a, a an Oliver dealer. Um, I said, is there anybody over there that could help us troubleshoot the um, the shaper? So, of course, Brian calls me immediately because the service is just like insane. Um, and, you know, asked me a couple questions and, you know, he's like, oh, I, I think it's, I think it's this one thing and I sent him a pic, you know, he's like, send me a picture of this. So I sent it to him and then I think he got on the phone with his son, Derek. And, you know, he said, Oh, it sounds like it's probably the start capacitor. So, um, it makes sense because we had a similar problem with the old compressor. Um, not the, not the one we just stopped using, but the one before that, that Keith gave us that old craftsman, um, which I think we talked about a long time ago where, it would do it would do the same thing it would yep. make a noise but it the motor wouldn't turn over so when we replaced that start capacitor it it fixed that um i forget what the nail in the coffin was for that thing <laughs> the fact that we couldn't drain it i think yeah. was yeah yeah it's full of water. it was like a hot water heater yeah the thing was all seized up at the bottom um actually when we got rid of it the way that we drained it was just by cuz we we had turned it into a pig tank, so it had a uh, an in inlet that was that had a check valve, but it was like only air could only go in that one fitting. But then the other one was just a was just another male fitting mm-hmm. that was just wide open because it would just connect into the system. So we just flipped the whole thing upside down and just let the water yeah. pour out of the out of that fitting. That beautiful orange water, yeah. Yeah, we're on top of it now. We drain the compressor every day. Yeah. And, I mean, really, we only get, I mean, the most we've had is, like, not even a, a quarter cup nope. of water. Um, I, I mean, it's always, I, I don't think there's av- any avoiding it being brown, you know? Yeah, it's like, I don't know why they don't coat the inside with yeah. something. Yeah, because I guess... I don't know how they they make those things. Are they like spun, or cast? Well, it must be cast. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, just a little side note. I know we're always talking about RT and like the the quality of the service, but this this is the real deal. I mean, this is another instance where we needed uh, help, and all we took was a phone call. Yeah. Yep. Um. And, you know, it's like Brian texts right back. It's not like, 
you know, I text him and then it's like, I hear from him tomorrow, which is like how it is with most people. Um, you know, he's like us where if a client has a question about something, you know, we, we try and get back to him as soon as possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If we have 30 seconds to respond, we know how important it is to the client. Um, rather than just, you know, kicking the can down the road, try and, you know, do the best you can for your client. Um, but yeah, so we had a similar experience with that compressor. So it kind of had, uh, you know, it made a lot of sense when they said start capacitor. Yeah. Um, so we're working on getting a new one. Uh, they were saying that Oliver was having a hard time finding it in their parts catalog, which <laughs> doesn't surprise me for Oliver. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, another, another uh, log on the fire there. Yeah. Um, so I want to uh, look at the specs and see. We might be able to get something uh, from Amazon like we did. Yeah. With the, the compressor. Yeah. And just um just to test it out. And then, you know, if we gotta change it out to a whatever OEM star capacitor, we can do that too. But just to make sure that that is the actual issue. And it doesn't hurt to have one of those on hand. No. And I also asked for a belt because our belt's been like a little bit frayed since like basically we got it. I don't know if maybe, you know, because it's got three speed settings, you know, maybe it was like uh, not fully on one of them and was rubbing a little bit at some point, mm-hmm. but you know, you don't want that thing to snap and then have to wait for a belt. But luckily we haven't needed it. Um, so anyway, when that thing shit out, I just went over to the dado. My plan was to run the grooves on the shaper and then cut the tenons on the, on the dado saw. Uh, that way I could have everything set up because, you know, the idea was to basically prep all the doors for assembly aside from one. That way when John came, you know, we could go through the steps on that one and shoot the video, you know, versus like trying to shoot the video while actually doing the work. It's like, okay, well it's like, I got to run all these parts. So, you know, it's like John's going to take a shot and then he's gonna be standing there for like 25 minutes or 30 minutes before we get to the next step. So, um, I was hoping to have just two two things set up. That way we could, you know, not have to change setup, but uh, it didn't work out that way. So, yeah, anyway, got all the joinery cut on those, started, you know, mortising for the dominoes, and then, then John John came and we we shot the video. We got um, we got all the way to, like, dry fit. Yeah, we that's what exactly happened, yeah. Um. And then that was that. That was that was the that rest was the of the entire day. day. Yeah, you know, we we had some time, and it was like we could glue one of these doors up, but like better just quit while we're ahead before we screw <laughs> something up. <laughs> it's it's amazing once the tapes roll, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, takes a takes a different mindset because you start, you know, you're not concentrating as much somehow. Or maybe yeah. you're over concentrate. I don't know what it is, but you have other thoughts clouding your mind. Yeah. Well, you're trying to like, quote unquote, act. Mm-hmm. You know, not, it's not necessarily acting, but you guys know what I mean. You have while, to describe what you're doing. Yeah. While simultaneously doing the thing. So it's like double what it usually, usually you just got to do the thing. Um, Cause you're just, you know, working on something by yourself. Um, so yeah, you know, you tend to screw things up. Um, but yeah, so so that was it for, for Friday. And then so Monday we jumped back in, which was, today's Wednesday. 
That was two days ago. Wow. Whew. Sunday uh, was Father's Day. Oh, uh, yeah. Saturday, yeah. I got a haircut. Mm-hmm. Big weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, I popped in over here. Had to uh, cut a check for Lou. Um, Go pro. Yeah, that he came and picked up. And then uh, we had the old podcast tables, these little uh, eight-quarter cherry side tables with hairpin legs that we used to have these microphones mounted to. Um, and I figured I better get these out of here. So I, I, uh, I had Hunter with me. I, and you know, he's only good for <laughs> so long in the shop. So I, I wanted to putty the holes, um, that the, cause the mic stands have three screws, you know, they're like a surface mount. So I wanted to putty those and sand them and, and refinish them. So I just, I just did the top. I, I puttied them real quick, hit it with the heat gun, gave them a quick sand and, and coated them with. Uh, three coats of vesting on the top and brought them home to add to the clutter in my house. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, where'd you put them? Now I got, I have four side tables in the living room. <laughs> well, you have like that, that McMansion over there. <laughs> yeah. All like 1,100 square feet of it or whatever it is. 1,200 maybe. <laughs> you include the porch now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to turn that into like a little mudroom. Yeah. Yeah. Probably close in some of the windows, you know, so I get more wall space. Oh, that's so a good idea. So open to, you know, it's, it's a, it's a little, uh, it's not a screened in porch, but it's an unconditioned porch with, it just has storm windows. Yeah. There's no real windows. Definitely three season though. Yeah. Um, it, uh, what the hell was I saying? Closing in the porch, maybe uh, mud roomy. Yeah. So it's all, wi- it's windows basically from three feet up storm windows, you know, so it's like five feet on three sides and the, and the fourth side obviously is attached to the front of the house. Um, but yeah, I'd like to, you know, add a, add a supply or two into there, you know, demo the whole thing, add a supply or two, insulate the walls, close in, you know most of the windows and just maybe put um, three casements or three or whatever, three double hungs uh, or replace the front door. Eh, you know, it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that list got long quickly. Yeah. I just, I hate to, yeah. I hate to do anything halfway. Yeah. It's rough. It's yeah. rough. But yeah, it'd be nice if, um, you know, if it was more usable. Because right now it's just a dumping ground for all kinds of crap. It'll be a nicer dumping ground when you're done with it, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen anyway. You know, that's because yeah. it's just it's that spot in the house where it's just natural to, to put those things. Yeah. But if I could purpose build it, you know, yeah. to to um, accept the all the bullshit. Yeah. It, it would, would be, be better. neater. Because now it's like two random coat coat racks you know like a thing with hooks on it on the wall and there's just like my wife and son have like 50 sweatshirts and coats on there i'm like <laughs> it's summertime like can you put this stuff in the basement yeah, you know exactly so I, i'll go every now and then you know because I'll, I'll get in there and and straighten it up every now and then typically if somebody's coming over and uh and put like half of it down in the basement yeah, we, we put our seasonal stuff up in the attic. Same thing. Mm-hmm. There's like some old bedroom kind of furniture up there. Yep. 
And we'll stick everything in there. Yeah, um, we don't have anything in the attic. We really need to make better use of it. It's it's good for, you know, Christmas decorations mm-hmm. and Halloween decorations and all that crap. Because it's a, you know, it's pretty big up there. Yeah. How do you get up into your attic? There's a pull down stair. Oh, okay. In the, That's uh, cool. Right between, you know, right, well, right in the hallway upstairs. Mm-hmm. There's only one hallway. Yeah. I, I grew up in a place like that. There's one uh, 12 foot hallway. You know, our attic has that that walk up kind of thing. You know, it's that old house where you walk up to mm-hmm. the attic. Yeah, with stairs, and you watch your head because it's like oh yeah, <laughs> you're banging right right into a nice piece of wood on the way up. My house growing up, the uh, the attic stairs were in my room, and it was like a little, maybe twenty inch wide door, maybe not even, and you opened it up, and it was basically a ladder. You know, but they were like steps because then mm-hmm. it was like almost vertical. But like you, you couldn't like walk up it without using your hands, you know? Uh, yeah. So carrying stuff up there was tricky. Yeah. But it was kind of cool as a kid, you know, middle of the night, you're like, yeah. go up in the attic. <laughs> yeah. So then Monday, mm-hmm. got back to the shop. What we do on Monday? The doors was, was Monday. When when did we go outside? That was Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because because Lou was coming Tuesday. Yeah. So oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. Monday was another big day. Lou Lou told us, you know, all right, I'll be there Tuesday to start uh, power washing and stuff. So Monday, um, we have uh, all those Japanese knotweeds in the back of the shop. So we got out there. Cut all, you know, Rob cut them all down. I, I uh, actually ran home and I got some shovels and rakes and uh, backpack sprayer. I stopped and got four gallons of white vinegar, and we just went scorched earth and and got all that shit out of there. It it was uh it was pretty rigorous. Yeah, I was saying to myself, man, I I haven't worked like this in a long time. <laughs> If, if people don't know what Japanese knotweed is, you should look it up. Yeah, it's like a really wet bamboo, basically. It's the best really, way I can describe it. Really vigorous growth. And mm-hmm. I mean, like we chopped it down where we just chopped it about a month ago. And how high was it? The four feet? Yeah. You know, yeah. It ranged from two feet to probably four or five feet in some spots. You know, depending on, uh, I guess, how much sun and everything it's getting. And thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a creeper. So it, uh, it's at bay, you know, where there's grass because our neighbor Mike, you know, goes back there and cuts the grass. So obviously it gets chopped down every time he, he cuts the grass. But, you know, right up against the building, there's like a, I don't know, a four foot swath that the, the ground is all built up just from years of whatever decomposition of the plants yeah. and stuff, I guess. I mean, it looks like nice dirt, too, because of it. Yeah. Nice and dark. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that's, you can't get in there and mow. Plus, you know, the way those big root balls are, like, those stuff that's a few seasons old, it's just, like, a big, hard mass of, you know, essentially bamboo at that point. Um, so, yeah, we dug, we dug most of that big stuff up, and mm-hmm. then, um, 
you know, we wanted to pull the dirt away from the building. That way, you know, Luke could get in there and paint and then we could regrade back up to the building. Try and flatten it out that way, you know, maybe we could just keep it down with the mowing. Yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah. Just to mow over it every week. Yeah, maybe plant some grass that way. Um, you know, it starts to fill in. And uh, even if then, you know, eventually if you keep cutting the knotweed, it should die because it, it won't, um, you know, if it, if it can't get leaves, it has no way to replenish the energy, basically. Yeah. I mean, what's wild about this is it comes up in the shop through cracks in the concrete. Yeah. That's how, that's how sturdy this stuff is. Yeah. Yeah, and it comes in like, you know, maybe 10 feet into the shop. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's, it's under, under the slab yeah, somehow. It's under the ground just searching for little cracks and crevices to come through. And there was stuff in here, like when we moved in, that had been growing in the dark somehow. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, because it's a like a rhizome, it um the stuff that's in the shop, it doesn't need sunlight because it's being fed from everything else that it's connected to. Yeah. So they weren't big. They're, you know, they're a lot thinner than like the stuff in the shop. The stalk is probably only like an eighth of an inch, yeah, quarter like inch max. Little tendrils. Yeah. But outside, I mean, some of the stuff is like an inch, mm-hmm. inch around. Um, and lots of water in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really wet. But, uh, you know, that I have that ego um, hedge trimmer. Yep. And it, it makes pretty short work of it. Mm-hmm. it I'm a big fan of that stuff, the ego stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since I cut down all that stuff with my line trimmer, it's been, it doesn't get up to speed anymore. Mm. I don't know what's going on with it, but I've only used it that one time. So I'm hoping maybe it was like a battery issue or something. Could be. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Monday we cut all that stuff down and then, and then we knew John was coming back. Oh, that's right. So John came back around one. And uh, we were able to shoot, you know, we had one door already assembled. So we, we you know, were able to get some footage of that and um, get footage of assembling a door. Some B-roll. Yep. And squaring up a door. Yeah. So um, I think John said that video will be coming out tonight. So by the time this comes out, it'll it'll already be up on, uh, on John's YouTube. So you guys can check that cool. out. Yeah, he said it's going to be like 20 minutes or more. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can go on there and uh, critique how we build the doors. <laughs> if not you, someone else. <laughs> That's right. There's always, there's always plenty of uh, not hate, but, you know, I guess that's the, the, the terminology. There's yeah. always plenty of hate to go around. Undue scrutiny. <laughs> Like, listen, we never said that this was the best way to build doors. Just said that this is how we're we're building these doors. Um, Best way we know how and best for the given situation. Yeah, yeah. Every circumstance is going to have parameters, you know, Mm -hmm. cost being one of them. Yep. You know, and we're we're running a business too. So it's not like we're just creating this video about building a door. This is a real job that we're just filming. Right. We're not monetizing the video. We're monetizing the doors. Right. (laughs) So an extra day to build the doors is not, you know, for for a video, that's one thing, but for real life, you know, we got to get these things done. Um, 
So yeah, that was uh, that was Monday. Tuesday, Lou came by, and uh, well, and so in the morning we you know kept uh, that was yesterday. Well, kept assembling doors, and then uh, you know Lou came by at eight, started power washing, and we actually we had to head over to St. Anthony's and install that um, that new altar piece. Yeah, that came out pretty good. Yeah, Father Al texted me pair of uh, photos before and after. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, the best part of it is he's so excited and yeah. happy because that's, that's what we like at the end of a job. Mm -hmm. You know, We're, by the time we finish and install, it's, you know. <laughs> the fanfare's, yeah. <laughs> right. The novelty's <laughs> over for us. But you get re-energized when the, the client, you know, gets happy and mm -hmm. excited and you know the, it, you surpass their expectations and that sort of thing yeah yeah it's just you know that's the end goal is to have the client happy so at install day that's what we need to happen you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like we need that uh positive feedback yeah because for i don't know about you but for me there's always tons of anxiety on installs yeah i'm like we remember everything. Did we forget this? Did is did did that measurement work out? Yep. Did, <laughs> yeah. How are we gonna you know? How are we gonna do this when yeah when something goes wrong because something always goes wrong so yeah like they were metal studs in the wall. I mean we kind of had everything went pretty smoothly because we sort of walked through it in our minds. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It was about two two hours, which is. You know, about what we thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. We told Lou we'd be back by 10, but we were figuring we we're going to be there by 8. And we got there. I think we got back 10.30. We got there yeah. at 8.30. Um, Carrying it up from the basement went pretty, I won't say easy. Yeah. But it was a lot easier than the way we went into the basement. Yeah. So for people who, who didn't see it, because this was a long time ago, and we only we only had pictures of it unfinished. It was, you know, about eight feet long and about what, 33 inches high? Uh, 37. 37. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was 36, 37 inches high. Um, and it's made up of three, these three sort of sections, um, on the outside, you know, they receive these paintings. And then in the center is where the tabernacle goes, which is like this big brass cylinder where mm -hmm. they keep the, um, uh, they call it the host, the or? holy sacrament, or yeah. whatever they call it. You know, it's the yeah, the um, the the bread and the wine. I don't know. They keep the wine in there. I think they do. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, we're, we're showing that we're lapsed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, what, what can you do? Um, <laughs> they're good Roman Catholic boys. Yeah. So they keep that stuff in there. Uh, it's like you know, like a. And like a fancy little box, but this is like a, a brass. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, the church that I went to, it was like a, it was more like a, like a little house kind of mm -hmm. thing with like a, made out of wood. Uh, but this is like a brass cylinder. Um, so that goes in the center and this whole thing is painted uh, gold. And gold leafing on it and stuff too. Yeah, by uh, one of the parishioners. Yeah, his name's Jorge. I, I don't know. I think he's actually a, Painter by trade, right? I'm not sure, but he's definitely a parishioner, and mm -hmm. he donated his work to the church. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, and then you know, in the center, uh, like above and behind where the tabernacle is, there's a basically a post that comes out, and then they 
they bought a new crucifix, so we attached it to that. Um, yeah, something with the right scale and proportion, mm-hmm. and, and stylistically, it's it's a little it was a little bit different than the old one too. Yeah, yeah. So the weirdest part was actually taking the old crucifix <laughs> yeah. down, which is like probably about six feet tall, and I'm I'm up there on top of this big marble, marble altar picking up the body of Jesus by the armpits. Yeah. Now, so then you, Jeff hands it to me and I'm like standing there and I have to like carry it off. The, They're like, can the we just Jeff. like go out? He's like, yeah, yeah, just go out there. I'm like, okay. I'm like, don't want to, yeah. you know, do anything that's uh, hedonistic. Yeah. yeah. Is this any of this sacrilege? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, hold it. It's like, where do I put this? Listen, we got enough, uh, gold stars on our sheet there oh, yeah. for, so that we could get away with a little bit yeah. of sacrilege. Um, so yeah, by the time it was all put together, this thing's, you know, 90, I think it was what we had 95 minus yeah. four. So it's like 90 or 91 inches yeah. wide and 54 inches tall. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's solid, but it is, it's just three, three pieces. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's a little wonky, a little floppy. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's only, you know, what, four inches. I mean, the yeah. majority of it's only like an inch or two thick. And then right. it has these sort of pilasters that are not pretty, built to be, uh, you know, handled and, too much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had to use some toggle bolts and stuff into the, you know, it's like stucco on the inside plaster. Um, you know, textured with metal studs. So um, we used, you know, some of those. So we had to finagle those into the holes behind this big thing. And, you know, it's always, it's always an adventure. Yeah. And uh, everybody watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you don't mind if we watch, right? No. Like, well, that's a rhetorical question, right? No, we love it. Yeah. Come come closer. Stand right behind me. <laughs> yeah, they're very cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, something weird. The altar rail that we built is like, in some parts, it's like pulling, it sits up against a step. And it's like pulling away from the step. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's really hard to figure out why that happened, yeah. how it happened. And it's, I mean, we couldn't push it back. No. I don't know if that's because it's just so tight, you know, in between the sections. Yeah. But you'd think if it could move a little bit. Yeah. I got the one to move a little bit, but the other side. So I don't know. We got to figure out what's going on with that. Yeah. It must be wood movement that pushed it away somehow. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you'd figure it would, I don't know, it would be growing this time of year. But then you figure the gap would appear in the wintertime, you know, if it expanded and then it shrunk and shrunk away from the step, you figure in the wintertime you might see that, see a gap there, but not in the summertime. I don't mm-hmm. know. So maybe they were like doing like skateboard tricks on it or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was yesterday. You know, yeah. Came yeah, so back. We, yeah, went and banged that out. We came back and, um, you know, Lou was here power washing the building and um, we got the the rest of the doors glued up and um, 
You cut them to, you squared them up. Yep. Yeah. Cut them to size. Cut them all to size, aside from um, the the one door that's for us, for the bathroom. Because, you know, I made all these extra parts and figured, well, we got these extra parts. You know, you take the ugliest ones out. Now we're going to have a door made out of all the reject parts. Yeah. Yeah. Because our bathroom door is currently um, <laughs> 100% delaminated, hollow core, <laughs> flat slab door <laughs> it's just it's it just can't a few things hooked to hinges it's yeah. it's really almost nothing it doesn't even close no um like you you would have to like you know throw your shoulder into it to get it closed you'd probably go through the door by that time yeah and then getting it because i've i've like shut it and then you can't really yeah. open. it's hard really hard to open um so yeah we'll, we'll uh, replace that at some point we got to build jams for that but that'll be good to do the test run on for the hinge mortise. Uh, oh, that's true. I made the jig yesterday to do the all the hinges, so that'll be good. Um, nice and easy, repeatable. Yeah, probably hard. just shoot that in with eighteen gauge or something. Mm-hmm. Just fill the holes, you know, hinge side. Nobody's nobody's looking no, at the hinge no. side of the door. Yeah, I heard uh, heard the router in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, kind of. Uh, what would you call it? I was reconciling the two. Uh, we were, you know, we're using this CNC yep. cutter. Um, what's the parts cutter CNC? Yep. Out of uh, Connecticut. Yeah. We're using them on this kitchen job. So he sent us back drawings and I had to kind of reconcile it with our order to make sure the doors were going to, you know, go in yep. the <clears throat> cabinets he's going to build mm-hmm. or he's going to make the parts for. We'll build them. Yeah. What we need to do is um, is set up a library in Mosaic mm-hmm. using all of his parameters. That way, um, you know, when we build the kitchen, everything will work back out. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. like we, in Mosaic, the cabinets are at 24, but he's going to make them 23 and a half. So, um, yeah. You know, what I did is uh, I went back into the Sag Harbor kitchen mm-hmm. and just as a bit of an exercise, but also... And, you know, if that becomes a job, took what I learned from going through this first job, yep. Zero Zero, and did the changes preemptively. Yep. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he could, uh, like, share his library settings, maybe. Right, Because right. I, think, I think he has Mosaic. Yeah, he. I think he does, too. Yeah. And because um, I noticed, like, a couple of the doors and, like, a 16th difference yep. in, in his compared yeah, to yeah. what we have. Yep. Um. And, uh, so that would be one way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, yeah, we could have one for us and one for him, mm-hmm. you know, I would love to get a, uh, some kind of dowling machine, you know, cause that's, that's our one real, uh, whatever, um, hang up here with like building cabinets. You know, we have the slider, we have the line mm-hmm. boring machine, but the real slow part is putting them together yeah. with, you know, having to run biscuits and, and all that. If we had a construction boring machine, you know, we could really fly through. Yeah. Probably. That's the methodology he's going to. Yep. Um, he had the guy that when I was talking to him on the phone, the tech guy was over there and they, you know, cause he had to get some new tooling. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, I mean, putting them together is basically dummy proof. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I guess he, I guess his CNC is has a um 
whatever. I don't know what you would call that. Is that fifth? sideways? Yeah, yeah, like a fourth axis or whatever, so you can do the the edge boring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder how that works. Yeah, unless unless he's putting them on a boring machine, I don't know. He might do all the all, you know, do the edges on a boring machine and do the rest, you know, all the on the stuff on the flat. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that is. We'll have to find out how he's doing that. Yeah, because then you'd have to move every individual part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because if you're cutting them, you know, nested in a sheet, and then you know, there's all that waste surrounding them. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, and the other thing is like the ten foot sheets. Yeah. You know, like because originally that's how I had drawn it, and then I thought, oh hell. These these cabinets sides aren't going to be able to come out of it. Then I went back and redrew the, all those cabinets. Then I sent them to him and then he put them back the yeah. other way. <laughs> so, it's, you know, there's a learning curve and all this stuff. Yeah. And when you're talking to somebody new, you got to learn their language. Yeah. And, but in the end, it's going to be easy for us. It's going to yeah. be nice and smooth and we'll be able to communicate. Yeah. Uh, talk the same language and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the the deal with Meridian, you know, we'll be learning, you know, better ways to to get that stuff. Yeah, and um, also the Sag Harbor kitchen is so much smaller, more straightforward. Yeah, it feels like nothing compared to uh, the Rosero job. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to get that that kitchen job. It'd be a nice little little project. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I might be waiting until we deliver those doors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would assume at this point it's already late. can't believe to say it. it's late June. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably won't want to do anything until the fall. Know, September. Yeah, they may come down. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, that's a pretty long process to demo a kitchen and get it fully functional again yeah i mean we wouldn't even be able to get into that job until what's going on here mike just like cut out i uh, wouldn't be able to get into that job until probably mid to late well i don't know august basically mid-august probably yeah um so yeah i mean maybe if we get on it then it'll be ready by mid-september yeah and then they'll be out of there by then but yeah, we'll uh, gotta wrap up those doors this week and then bring them bring them out east <laughs> take, next week. Take another little jaunt out. Yeah, drop them off. We'll have to go uh, back to the original Hamptons job and check out the barn doors. You know, they painted one side of the doors and the door is cupped. Yeah, I'm like, you know, the the client was, you know, we were talking on the phone and she sent some pictures. I said. You know, like, did they paint the doors recently? I'm like, did they paint both sides? She's like, uh, they painted them like shortly after you guys put them in. But they only painted the outside. I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, <laughs> that will tend to cup the doors. I'm like, they really need to, you know, paint the other side. You know, now it's, uh, you know, you have that wet side that especially it's getting beat on by the sun. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's no wonder it, it cupped. Um, I'm wondering if we need to like get some angle iron steel. Yeah. And, and take them down and route a groove and, and embed that in there. You mm-hmm. know? 
um, just to prevent any any problems. Yeah, I I when I built some um, huge bedroom uh, sliding doors, that's what I wound up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, embedding some track in there. Yeah, yeah, like either like a T or an L. Mm-hmm. T would be better to cover up the um, cover up the groove. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thought. I wonder if we can get anything like that. Easily, yeah. Then you could just put in one one groove, stick the yeah. Flag well, I was thinking two. we need would need two per oh, door, yeah. you know, yeah. per board. Sure. Yeah. T shaped steel, hot roll T bar, one inch by one inch by eighth inch, five foot. All right, let's see. T bar, T bar. That's what it's called, huh? T-Bar NYC. Come experience the new T-Bar. Steps from Bloomingdale's at <laughs> T-Bar Online Metals. Oh, yeah. Online Metals. Yeah. I must have unsubscribed from Online Metals. Uh, <clears throat> thing about a thousand times. Aluminum T-Bar. We don't want the brass T-Bar. That'd be nice, but probably insanely expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, aluminum. Stainless. Stainless would probably be good. It would. Yeah, I mean, they're outdoors. Yeah, one by one by an eighth. See available dimensions. Height. No, we want size. 96. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you saw the price. $171 a piece. <laughs> How about mild steel? Yeah. I have to assume that this T bar is probably pretty expensive. Uh, what do they call? What do you call just like L? L channel? Yeah, I think so. L channel. Um, no. Oh, angle iron. Duh. I hate when you're typing on the in the search thing and it just like shoots off into the page somewhere. Yeah. Especially on big, you know, on like lows, like Really? Like, you guys should have your, um... You hear that? Stuff all figured out. Inch and a quarter by inch and a quarter by three foot. Now 16.98. But do they have it in eight foot? Fazio, I'm sure, has something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we just have to drill some holes in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It doesn't say thicknesses on this. But anyway, it's an idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Just have to run it by the client. You know, just as a preventative for the future. Should be relatively quick. We just bring the track router with a with a quarter inch bit. Yeah. Four straight lines. 
you know, had to prime the inside of the slot and uh, screw those babies in. Yeah, well, bring some blankets and lay it down on its face. Yeah. Or work. No, it'd be easier to work at height, right? But then we, what we do, put it on some table, bring out the tables. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe call Fazio. That's a good idea. Remind me at uh, 8.45 a.m. to call Fazio. Okay, I added it. Thanks, Siri. So yeah, that's what uh, that's what we're up to. We got to get out there and figure that out because yeah, the client is, I think, a little bit aggravated. Yeah, they're at that point in the job, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like they just want it done now. Yeah, and you know, I mean, stuff is bound to happen when you're building sixty by eight foot, you know, five by eight <laughs> doors. She's like, they don't close perfectly in the center. It's like, well. Yeah, I mean, if the track is out, yeah, a sixteenth, you know, because whatever, then think about what that multiplies into the door. Mm-hmm. So she was saying something about maybe putting like an astragal on it. Um, you know, everybody's expectations are are different. You know, we if we were to be buying those doors, we would expect there to be some slight inconsistency when they close. You know. Again, this was like a, not a bargain job, but it was, the job was done under the pretense of trying to hit a specific number. Um, So, you know, could we ensure 100% that the doors are going to close dead nuts perfect in the center? Yes, but, you know, it has to be in the budget, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, they're, 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 they're it, real close. It's I close mean, I don't yeah, want to sound like there's no, like, you know, wind blowing through. No, there. no. There's like, you know, <laughs> a, a three thirty second, you know, space in some some areas of it. Um you know, it's just the nature of the beast. They're huge. You know, any any little bit of of uh misalignment in either the brackets on the doors or the track. Right. If the track isn't perfectly straight, you know. We might be able to tweak that gap just by loosening one of the lag bolts and pushing up on the on Push the up the track track right, and yeah. then tighten it back down. Um, so you know, want to take care of those things and whatever. If we're going out there, we you know, might as well make a day of it. Uh, while Willie actually, he's like, "Oh man," he's like, "Could you pick up this desk for me in Southampton? I'll pay you." <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, I'm like, is it heavy? <laughs> yeah. How big and heavy is he it? He says one person can pick it up. So. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I don't see why not. Southampton's on the way out. Yeah. That'd be a, that would be a nice favor. Yeah. That's like an airport run when you ask somebody to take you to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks uh, that we, you know, got to go look at those barn doors because I was hoping that we could just pile those doors in my pickup shoot out there mm. in a civilian vehicle, but it's not going to happen now. Oh, no. Yeah. Now that you put that thought in my head. Yeah. It's like those wings yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should we should buy, buy Lou lunch today. Yeah. We, we There's this place called Jam Rock. Jam Rock Corner. 
And uh, it's like this uh, Caribbean, Jamaican barbecue place. And we haven't eaten there yet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, it's pretty like um, low key. They put an actual like like grill outside outside. (laughs) on the sidewalk. (laughs) But we were driving by yesterday and we were both kind of hungry. It was about 1130. Jeff mentioned, you know, Jam rock. And so for the rest of the afternoon, that's all we could think about. Yeah, you know, it was until one thirty, which was, you know, <laughs> too late. You know, you plant that little seed mm-hmm. and a knotweed grows. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so what are we gonna get what are we gonna get Lou for lunch today? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what uh what's good. Um this got a thing from ring about fire trucks um i was gonna say oh yeah we had so we had to make that delivery of the banquettes up to jersey city either tomorrow or friday I gotta reach out to jim and see what the deal is we got you know we're gonna be fighting with with rain mm. um i think tomorrow so friday would definitely be better um yeah. but he's got these giant banquettes in there now so i gotta see if he's got room yeah. So hopefully we can get those out of the shop this week. We get the doors out of the shop next week. And uh, 80% chance of rain on Thursday, 70% chance on Friday. Yeah. Man, 60 on Saturday, thunder on Sunday, 40% chance and thunder on Monday, 70% chance of rain on Tuesday, 60% chance of rain on Wednesday. Yeah, I got a lot of rain coming up. Hopefully Luke and uh you know get some painting in here and there, but probably won't be done for a couple of weeks, yeah. is my guess. Yeah, he thought he might cut in today or start cutting in today. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's gonna do some scraping first. Oh, and then, yeah. yeah. Forgot about the scraping stuff. Yeah. Um well anyway, Lou's actually probably getting ready to show up any minute now. Yeah. And we're uh Quickly approaching the one one hour mark on this podcast. So uh, check out our sponsors, Hayfla.com. Yeah. Uh, if you need any painting, got mm-hmm. Lou at Shore Pro. Yeah. And uh, what else? Uh, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. So we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. As always, Rob and I thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in.